I really want to use information and data, get that proper information into the team members' hands in these practices so that they can do what they're most passionate about, which is enabling more and better dentistry in their yeah. practice. This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome. We are so excited to launch this podcast. And to do that with me, I have today our fearless leader and CEO, Weston Lunsford. Hi, Katie. <laughs> with so many dental podcasts to choose from, we were so glad that you're here to join us. Our goal is to provide actionable information from industry leaders to help you your practice grow, whatever that might look like to you. We are on a bit, we are like big growth people around here. It's a company, it's what the company was founded on. So Weston, would you give us a brief history on how dental intelligence was started and what problems were being solved? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Katie. Thanks for having me, by yeah. the way. I appreciate it. I, I actually <laughs> enjoy talking about what we're trying to accomplish here at yeah. Dental Intelligence, and yeah. I, I love helping people grow. And I like that you said we're about big growth here and real growth here. In fact, uh, part of our mission uh, statement here is that we truly believe that all people want to experience real growth and meaningful growth and that we have the tools and resources to be able to enable that. And if I go back in history, um, about eight years ago now, well, prior to that in 2004, I started a CPA practice. And in that firm, I saw a huge gap of meaningful information that dental practices just did not have access to. And a lot of practices were struggling trying to figure out why they had even high production months. Um, it's interesting. I've had, I, I can remember a phone call that I had with a doctor tell me that they had their best month ever. And I asked the questions, why? What do you think I heard from them? <laughs> they probably didn't know. They didn't know. It, yeah. was, it was actually silent. And I'm like, well, what do you think caused that high per mm -hmm. performance month? And, and it was just crickets and they didn't know. And so they, they just, we saw this huge gap in the industry of not knowing what is working and especially not knowing when it's not working, why, the why's behind what's not working. And, and uh, a lot of this really just came down to some simple business principles. And we started evaluating the business of dentistry. If I, if I take out the healthcare aspect of it and just look at the business side, and I know that healthcare is critical and important. So I, I'm not taking it out to say it's not important. I'm just removing it from just a standpoint of evaluating a business like all businesses there's really only two ways to increase growth or production in any business out there. And that's you get more buyers or you get the buyers that are buying to buy more. Mm -hmm. Those are your two options. And so we started evaluating this in the dental industry and we started really seeing a lot of leading indicators that fell into those two categories that practices were really blind to. And uh, I, I remember one of my first visits with a doctor and asking him how many visits they see on average in a month, he couldn't rattle off that number. Yeah. And that's a metric that is a really a leading metric of, mm -hmm. are, we, are we missing our production number because we don't have enough patients in the chair? Or if he knew it, and I said, well, what's your average production per month? Or where does that need to be? Again, he wouldn't have a clue on what that is. And so we started seeing this gap in the industry and we wanted to solve that problem. And really selfishly, I was solving that for my analysts and my consultants in my firm, mm -hmm. the CPA firm. And it started shifting to where we started seeing some huge movements in practices 
I'm talking 100% year-over-year growth oh. and an average of over 50% annual growth with our advisors that were working with them. And it got to the point where these doctors were getting crazy smart with the data that we sent them. And they said, how do I just get the data? I just want to keep the analytics and the tools and the reporting and the insights that you're giving me, but I don't feel I need the consulting anymore. And, yeah. um, and you know, we, we see that a lot. And I, I love our consultants we work with too, and they're needed because we don't do that consulting anymore right. at Dental Intel. And so, but, but that was the birthing point about dental intelligence. It was all about really trying to enable practices to get the information they need to make crazy smart decisions about creating really meaningful growth. And Katie, I wanna just add this. If the practice is doing more dentistry, then that means more healthcare is getting done. Mm -hmm. The two go hand in hand. You cannot do more healthcare without more production. And you can't have more production without more healthcare. Mm -hmm. So it's a win-win. In yeah. fact, when I talk to team members about looking at their performance and some of the leading indicators and metrics to the outcomes that we're hoping to achieve in a practice for the business purpose, I always tie it back to saying, if you're increasing by this percentage on average for your practice, that means you're either seeing X number of patients more, mm -hmm. or you're seeing X more number of patients. I, I, I always try to tie it back to what this means healthcare wise, because yeah. I think that's important. I love that philosophy for sure, especially most people appreciate that in dentistry. A lot of times when we get talking about business, um, red flags go off in a lot of right. dental professionals' minds because they're so worried that we're just going to talk to them about selling or upselling well, they take of patients. An oath. Yeah. And their oath is to make sure their patients are healthy, that exactly. they are get healthy and remain healthy. And, and, and that's got to be first, mm -hmm. but we can still win on the business as we're doing that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, and like you said, it does, it's, it's easy to, um, the data that we offer definitely allows people to see, uh, places where maybe they have been lacking in the diagnosing or the right. treating of that healthcare. That's the part that I really loved about, of dental Intel. So that was a great, great intro. And it kind of leads into this next and last question. So the focus of this podcast is on growth and what it looks like. Obviously, we've talked about that. And it's different for every person. Growth in dentistry is personal. To one, it could look like um, being more, um, having more family time. To another, it might mean expanding to multiple locations. And maybe to some people, it might be to give back into their community. So the study of growth is a goal of this podcast, and it's a goal of and a focus of our company. Yeah. So at the end of every podcast, we are going to ask this question, which is what does growth in dentistry look like to you? And you get to answer it first. Okay. <laughs> well, I do like how you say it's different for everyone. And, um, and it really is. In fact, I was just at an event speaking in, in a boutique event that was put on by Benko Dental. And um, I had a doctor there raise her hand and I called on her and she said, what if I don't want to grow anymore? Yeah, that's <laughs> a valid said, question. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What do you mean you don't want to grow anymore? You, Because you, growth means something different for everyone. And, and she tied growth to, well, I don't want to see any more patients than I'm seeing yeah. now. I don't want to expand my operatories. I definitely don't want to open another office. And I said, okay, well, where do you want to grow? So I, I really think it's important that for all your listeners that are, are listening to this podcast, that you're truly honest. What is growth for you? Um, it may be just spending more time with my kids at home and working less hours in the office. Mm -hmm. I had a, a Dr. Johnson back east in Boston who called me up and he thanked me for what we were able to do for him and his practice. He was an MBA, so brilliant doctor. And I uh, was already doing very, very well as a single associate practice, just him, mm -hmm. meaning he was the only producing doctor there. Right. And he had a team of four hygiene 
And, and he was doing almost $4 million in top line production in his wow. practice. And this was a GP practice. He did some ortho, but it was a general practice. He was busy. And just doing crazy good. Mm -hmm. But he worked an additional 20 hours every week outside of the chair just to do the business side. And he called me up and, and just said, I just want to thank you. You saved my marriage. Mm -hmm. And I, I, we dove into saying, what, what caused that? What do you mean by that? And he said, well, you gave me back 20 hours every week to my family because you were able to get me all the information I needed at my fingertips that I knew I had to have. To him, giving time back to his family was his growth. Yeah. I mean, that was his growth. Um, but I'm going to answer the question. That's a, that's, gonna... <laughs> no, that's a super powerful, a powerful thing that, uh, that, and, that, and that's kind of where I, where I came up with this idea before you answer the question is my dad was a dentist on Fridays. He said he worked Monday through Friday, but he never worked Friday in the mouth because <laughs> yep. all day Friday he was, he was working the on the business. Yeah. Um, and then when he came home, I mean, I saw what it meant to be a dentist. He'd come home and work all day, honing his skills and learning about more things. And it wasn't, it wasn't an eight to five job for him no it and, never is and, yes. especially for practice owners yes yeah, so anyway well i i um i love the question but i i just want to reiterate it's so important that it doesn't matter if you use dental intelligence or any analytics right. tool to get smart on your business mm -hmm. you have to answer the question what do i want to get out of the information what do i want to shape for my future and for my team's future um, and, and that growth, as you mentioned, Katie, is different for everyone. So to me, though, I'm going to tell you what I want to empower <laughs> here. Um, and we have a big vision. I, uh, I see a lot of data. We, we have, um, well, to give you the answer simply, real growth to me means seeing an overall increase in patients receiving the care they need in order to get or stay healthy. And uh, when I, I, there's a lot of data behind that answer, but I want to see that. So to me, elevating oral health care here, at least in the United States, because that's where we serve right now, is something that I think our whole team is pretty passionate about. We want to see more dentistry get done and not just more dentistry, but better dentistry. Yeah. And let me give you an example of that. Um, on average, in this last quarter that we just wrapped up, we had 62% of all restorative care treatment that was diagnosed that did not get accepted, meaning it's still not scheduled right now. Yeah. Now I know we're early into this next quarter. Mm -hmm. And so some of this will end up getting trickling and, and, and schedule in, but you, you typically will see over 54% of restorative care that gets diagnosed that does not get completed over a 12 month period of time. That is a problem here. Yeah. And um, I really feel like a big part of that is not knowing that. We don't mm -hmm. know this information, we don't mm -hmm. see it. And even if we do see it, and every doctor I talk to or every hygienist I speak with, they're all very passionate about improving oral health care. In fact, if hygienists could measure the pocket debt they reduce by footage mm -hmm. over the years they've been I practicing know. hygiene, I would be that really would proud be an of myself. Metric for them, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah. But uh, when I talk to doctors, they all want to improve their case acceptance rate. Um, but they don't necessarily understand why it's low or where it's low. It might be low because of what the handoff and what we're saying inside yeah. the chair when the doctor leaves the practice. Right. Or it might be low because the doctor needs to improve on some presentation skills. Or it might be low because we don't have good visual equipment to help the patient see because they can't feel it, but they need to see it at least. Mm -hmm. So there's different reasons and data can really help people get smart about that. That's one element. The other thing that I see right now in the industry, as far as improving oral health care is the percentage of our active patients that are unscheduled. It's insane, Katie. I, I know you know these numbers, but yeah. we have over 50% 
of our active patients, meaning patients that have been in the last 18 months that are not scheduled. And then when we look at the amount of inactive patients in our database, I think you know some of these numbers, but we have over 130 million patients in the database today. And out of those 130 million patients in the database, 62% of them as of right now do not have a future appointment. Yeah. There's a huge opportunity out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really want to use information and data, get that proper information into the team members' hands in these practices so that they can do what they're most passionate about, which is enabling more and better dentistry in their yeah. practice. So well said. Well, we hope that you allow us to do that. <laughs> and if not, at least just listen to the podcast. So, um, so that is the focus um, of our Growth and Dentistry podcast. It's been um, great to talk to you. Thanks, Katie. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, if you have any questions um, for Weston, you can go to our pod- pod- podcast page at dentalintel.com and record one. Um, also, please join our DI Customer Community Facebook page again um, with like-minded people like us and enjoy a lot of data talk. It's pretty fun. I'm Katie Polson. Keep growing.